0: hello hello welcome to another episode of the michelle mission i am vincent williams here as usual with my co with my co-host other host hoster host lynn webb yo what's up at your boy this is lynn aka the bat triple of black Tribbles. you, you finished i'm finished that's yeah. <laughs> what that's my, my signature. I, I know I, I know it's <laughs> and to, today's episode today's mission 1985's mm-hmm. The Last Dragon mm-hmm. directed by Michael Schultz um, off of a script written by Louis Venostra it introduced a 19 year old Timok mm-hmm. as quote unquote Bruce Leroy Green a, a martial arts student who as the film begins is at the end of his training and must take a journey to ascend to the final level to get as the theme song says the glow in the midst of his journey. His I think this is another this is an example of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, maybe. Maybe you say it's Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. Yes, yes. You're yes. Talking about, Um while this is going on, Laura Charles, played by Vanity, mm-hmm. the, the dearly departed Vanity, is a video show hostess. And um Eddie Arcanian, who is the video game queen, has an artist that he wants profiled on her show. And in the midst of well, their- Eddie
1: Arcania is the video game King, king.
0: you said King, Queen. I'm sorry, King, and I'm very excited about this um, King and he wants to get his artist featured on Laura Charles's show. And because of a midst of misunderstandings and happenstance, Leroy is interjected into this conflict. And the film explores this conflict. It explores Kung Fu supremacy in 1985 Harlem. It deals with racial stereotype and all of these different things that we're going to talk about all on this episode of the Michelle Mission. But before we get into that, we have a bit of um, housework to take care of. I'm going to throw it to Lynn. Lynn, you have some comments. Yes,
1: we've actually um, been receiving, you know, some very... Very nice feedback on the show. Oh, okay. Um, we recently, the show is available on its own, the Michelle Mission. You can uh, subscribe to it on iTunes or on SoundCloud, or you can go straight to the website, michellemission.com. Um, but we recently also became part of the Black, Black Tribbles network. So we are also on their network of shows. So if you All right. subscribe to Black Tribbles, you will also receive the Michelle mission. Okay. So you've got two ways to get us, you know? Um, but either way, we've been getting some nice response. Um our straight out of Compton episode, which seems to have seems up until recently to have been our most popular.
0: Okay. You said up until recently. Did something happen? Well Shirak well, like has ten has minutes. overtaken it. All
1: right. Chirac is easily the most listened to. Did you see we got tagged by Chirac the
0: Movie on Facebook? Yes, I did see that. Wasn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool, though. It was cool, but it was weird. It was like, ooh, like Chirac the Movie saw that we talked about Chirac the Movie.
1: Yeah, that's dope. Well, you know, hey, Mm -hmm. any publicity is good publicity. Okay. Um, So on our Straight Out of Compton episode, we received a comment from Donald J. Ely. Who wrote to us, uh, love listening to this and can't wait to hear what else gets reviewed. Excited to hear reviews of Spike Lee films and, for contrast, Tyler Perry films. It's coming. Well, you heard our first Spike Lee film in our review of Chirac, uh, Donald. So let us know what you thought of that. Thank you. Thank you, Donald. But thank you. you, Thank you for the feedback. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And Don Keel, a longtime Black Tribbles fan. Okay. Uh, listened to us via the Black Tribbles feed, and noted that he loved the new show. It's very informative. Speaking about the Straight Up, Straight Out of Compton episode, he says, "I knew some of that stuff since I grew up in that era as well, but I wasn't aware of the D. Barnes stuff." And and we 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 talked about that. We talked extensively yeah, about that. So that's very cool. Uh, he also mentions that after episode three, he went and watched Fresh for himself. I thought that was a very good flick says I won't lie I wouldn't have realized that that was Giancarlo Esposito had you not pointed it out huh. and he's looking forward to the next episode Giancarlo Esposito like you said he, he, has, he has bathed in the blood of, of a thousand Christians or something I don't know because he has
0: not aged well I think I think that kind of speaks to his his acting though like if you only know Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad you know just his persona Mhm. Yeah, completely different. That's very So true. so you know I I will give I I'll go along with that. Like, That's very true. You know.
1: Uh Donald goes on to say that by the way I know you've got a lot on your plates but you should think about doing a similar show about other types of movies because the knowledge and the viewpoint on them would be well worth listening to. We appreciate that Don <laughs> Don we really do. We
0: take on another mission. <laughs>
1: One mission is uh, what, maybe when we get to the end of this mission Many years from now, maybe we will take on another mission But for Ooh, now, we' we'll look
0: like forrest gump at in when he was running, yeah. <laughs> and then we just go home exactly but thank you, thank you, thank you for that we do uh, thank you very much and 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 just to add it, you know obviously we appreciate all the feedback, but but also you know any recommendations that people have, and mm-hmm. you, you know things because we're, we're not going in order no we're not we're, we're not going in order i mean tonight's episode you know unfortunately was prompted by by vanity's Recent passing. passing yes and but but you know we we are open we're definitely open you know let us know that we are
1: open to to your suggestions of movies that you would want want to see us review uh as well as we all also put out the uh invitation that the third seat is open the third seat is open for anyone that wants to come in and then join us we review films here in Philadelphia on Tuesdays uh we, we review them on Tuesdays here it, live me and Vince sitting right across from one another but it doesn't mean that if you're out there across the world wide web that we can't make connections on a tuesday to meet via skype absolutely or something like that to make a review happen so you don't have to be in philadelphia it doesn't have to be live in person
0: and, and, and you know i'm I'm thinking right like you just said it i mean it's cold now at least here in philadelphia mm-hmm. wouldn't it be nice when it got warm if maybe we had like like a showing a viewing we maybe yeah. get together with people and yeah, that might be cool. Wouldn't that be fun? You know, wouldn't that be cool? Let us know. Let us know if you would. Let, know. Well, let us know. We are all on the mission together.
1: If you would be down with that, you can hit us up. You can find us on Twitter at Mission Michelle, or you can find us on Facebook at Michelle Mission, or email at Michelle Mission at gmail.com. All right? Right. Housekeeping out of the way. Let's get down to Let's get the down. last
0: dragon. You are the last dragon. From Motown Man, Perry Gordy, the movie that mixes the hottest music with the coolest moves around. April
1: 1988, I am find myself um, walking down the streets of Center City, Philadelphia. Okay. I am walking on my way to Fat Jack's Comics. All right. Comic Crypt on right. uh, 20th and Samson. Absolutely. April is my birthday. Oh, my I didn't know that. My birthday is April 17th. My, my brother's birthday is April 18th. Well, there you go. There
0: you go. All now right. it all makes
1: sense. <laughs> Uh so I'm walking there and I've got like you know a little bit of birthday money. Nice. Um I am it's nineteen eighty eight, so I am twenty one. I'm official. Okay now. So um going to the comics crypt and to go to the Fact Dex Comic Crypt, if you walked up twentieth Street off of Chestnut, you would pass this little like kinda like bookstore, mm-hmm. right? Um, but in the window of this bookstore, he, the proprietor would always put the latest magazines, the magazines that came in that, that week or that were on sale for that month. And he'd have them like maybe about 10, 10 of them just lined up on the shelf in the window. So as you pass by, you would see the latest magazines that came out. I'm walking up going to get my comics, get the latest Batman, Superman, and Legion of Superheroes. Absolutely, a Legion of Superheroes fan at that time. And I happen to do a double take in the window. I've always seen the magazines. Every once in a while, there'll be like a Source magazine in there, and mm-hmm. I, might, I might pick that up. But I passed here on April of 1988 and adorned right there on the cover of Playboy oh, for, God. for th- that
0: month. This is how you're going to
1: start. Is Vanity. Yes. And I'm like, and I now by now... Vanity is a star of 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 note from Prince, and um, you know her couple. I think
0: like one or two hits with, I mean, with by, Vanity. I Six. mean by 80, I mean come, I mean come on, you're being polite. By 88, she's done now. Okay, she her music career did
1: not have you know the longevity that she hoped, but she certainly is still a name because she's sure, certainly sure. one of the at that time considered one of the most attractive and beautiful women.
0: Very attractive woman.
1: And and when you're 21 years old and you pass by and you see Vanity on, on Playboy
0: I'm It gives like,
1: you pause. It, it gave, it, it, it paused it stopped me in my tracks. Okay. And I'm like, like, wow, she's in, she's in Playboy. Wow, man, that looks good dude, man. I can't believe it. That's Vanity in Playboy. And I mean, she's probably naked inside of there. This... I am 21
0: years old. This is going I'm a different direction. i years
1: old today and that means that I can actually go in there and buy that legally and nobody can say anything to me. Let me take, how much money do I have? I've got like about $7. I could maybe still I'm go in there and I could buy about maybe two comic books, but do I even want comic books when I can just buy Vanity on Playboy? Well, decision made. I went inside and I bought myself the... i really i really just want to talk about show enough can we talk about show enough now in playboy and i took it home
0: oh god how far are you going with this story i
1: cut that book up i put her up on the wall of my uh in my room it was right on the 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 wall that was adjoined to the door of my room so if you came in my room you wouldn't see her she was up up top above the door but when I my bed faced oh, that wall I and exactly. I would go to sleep to vanity All right. looking gorgeous and mm. that's and that spread that playboy spread every night my mother came into my room because I was, I was 21 still I was commuting to college so I was still living at home she came into my room maybe about a week or so later and had happenstance to turn around and look up and see vanity she looked she said 21. And walked out the room. Because there was nothing she could do. It was a beautiful time. It was a special time. It was a magic time. Alas, it was the last time that I had any type of positive experience with Vanity. With Vanity?
0: Yes. Oh, Oh okay.
1: All right. And that includes watching The Last Dragon. The Last Dragon. which I have avoided watching for so many years because it looked
0: like it was a so very so bad okay so movie. question no no let me this is finish. the first time you've seen it yes oh, okay oh I didn't know that all right yes. go ahead I what? knew I knew enough no, no, about it no 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 go 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 do your thing do your I knew thing. enough about it you got it. it I knew the the, the legend of Shownuff and everything no, like that no no that. no I need and, to go and get some hand sanitizer with that whole vanity story anyway so go ahead do your thing I watched this
1: I watched this movie this movie is horrible. It's not even one of those bad movies that's bad, but you can still find something good in it. There is nothing good in this movie. The acting is abysmal. I'll give Ty Mac a a break because he's 19 years old and the legend has pointed out that he and he has admitted that he was learning how to act as he was doing the film. Right. So right. he had never. He got inspired. hired because he
0: was actually a black martial artist.
1: Right, yeah. because he was a black martial artist, not because he was a good black martial artist. Because he is not a good black martial artist in this movie. Because the martial artistry in this movie is abysmal as well. But the acting is bad. Vanity, I love her, but does n- never needs to act. She never needs to dance because she can't dance what little bit of dancing she does in this movie she can't do the best acting in this movie is the two to three minutes that William H. Macy a very young William H. Macy in the role of JJ is on the screen Julius J. Carrie the third as shown up, everybody says he stole the show yes it's not hard to steal a bag of trash He is not even that great in here. I don't know where this overwhelming legend of Shonuff comes from because Mm -hmm. he is horrible in this film. The direction we'll get to later about your fascination with Michael Schultz. Michael Schultz, dare I say, the legendary Michael Schultz. (laughs) Well, he's he's legendary. Mm -hmm. There's legendary and then there's infamous. He's infamous because this is horrible. This is a very very bad film. This was a waste of my time five minutes into this movie. May I retort? No, I am not done. Go ahead. Now I'm finished.
0: (laughs) (laughs) First, I think you, you need to look at The Last Dragon. Within the context in which it was made
1: No you don't Somebody else said that Somebody else said that this was a uh, classic No I I,
0: I didn't say it was a classic I didn't say that I said you need to look at it within the context Okay, what's which the which context made? of that? It was the con here's the thing. A bear- wait a minute. This is the Motown
1: production. That's yes. what I wanted to point out. This is a Motown this production. Not only that
0: It's the last of the Motown
1: movies. Well, it should have it should have been. But here's Motown the- has never done a good movie. And and Bar oh and, and, and so wait, and Barry so, Gordy oh dare for the, let's give this movie its full title. It's, it's Barry, it's Barry, Gordy's, Barry Gordy's, Gordy's The Last. The last, last the, the, wait a second. Dragon. See, now
0: you're gonna take me so So you don't like You don't like Lady Sings the Blues. You don't like Mahogany. You don't like Bingo Long and his Traveling All-Stars. You don't like any of those movies. Lady Sings the Blues is not a bad movie.
1: Mahogany, Mahogany, I have to see Mahogany again. Okay. Bingo Long's Traveling All-Stars wants to be good. It's not, in hindsight, it's really not that great of a movie. And, And you don't like The Wiz. The Wiz is a tragedy because The Wiz could have and should have been so much better but the first problem in the Wiz is that they stuck diana
0: ross in right that. right of course the diana ross and that's a whole episode in another one is yeah, coming
1: yeah. um no but, no no bowtown has not done a great movie Lady sing the blues is maybe the best movie they did
0: i think the the thing about the last dragon that that makes it that that kind of makes it resonate would you agree I mean you can't even argue that it resonates because we're still talking about no no we're talking about it because we have to review it nobody is still checking for the last dragon okay that's just objectively wrong last year the 30th anniversary of it it was actually a deal like it was a last dragon it was a. It was like I know for a fact at least three or four of your friends love the Last Dragon. No, I know people that okay, love the Last right. Dragon. So let's not act like. But that does What does that mean? No, no, no. I said it resonated. I said thirty years after the fact, it is a going concern. I am saying that if you are in whatever you want to call it, geekdom, nerddom, whatever, not black geekdom, not black nerddom, that the character. Of show enough okay resonates okay I mean you're saying okay it's like I'm saying grass is green like you can't argue this. I don't think this it resonates not... I think that he's I think he's got an interesting uh, no 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 that when are you, saying, up, people can still, are you are can you saying that if you dress up like show enough, people don't know who you are no
1: they know who I am they know who I am but that a... that
0: that that means it resonates
1: that means that means that means that they, that means they know who you're talking about that doesn't mean it necessarily resonates, and that you that you relate to the
0: character. I didn't
1: say you related. So what I do say you mean you by resonate? I'm
0: saying that 30 years after it was made, yes, you know who that is. Yes, 30 years after it was made, people have a general knowledge of this film. Like this is not, you know, this is not like like uh the Black Sisters Revenge, you know, like this is a movie that you know people talk about, and I I think that there are reasons for that. Now, you talked about Shonuff, and I think, you know, I'll get to Shonuff. I think, as a Motown movie, there's a lot going on in here. It's a lot going on. Subtext. Oh, my
1: God.
0: Go ahead. Oh, bring it. Okay. All right. Oh, I love this episode. Oh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. First of all, 1985. Okay. 1985, a really fascinating time when you're talking about black pop culture. Right. It's really the end of the black exploitation period. Like I would argue, this is the last black exploitation film. Like this is it, right? Like after this, we're done with like uh, with like and and you know as always, black exploitation is in quotes. I'm uncomfortable with that term, but just for you know we're talking. Um, you know, you talk about a film that is sort of made directed towards a black audience. Like we're making this movie for a black audience with black people in it. Is a black director. Black. Eddie Murphy has already made a couple of movies at this point. You know, 48 Hours Trading Places is out. Um Beverly Hills Cop comes out in nineteen eighty 1980, uh nineteen eighty four. So Beverly Hills Cop comes out the year before. And Beverly Hills Cop really does put the kibosh on this because now you got crossovery and this, that, and the other. We're in the midst of MTV really coming into its own There's and that's there. what I think all of that stuff with Angela is about because you have Motown and Motown is very much an old company at this point mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure it out so you have all of this where, where you have a Motown production and, and you see what they're trying to do with this thing like you see like you can see the pieces like they're trying to make Taimak this new star but it's just not there Cause he's not good. He's not. A, not only is he not a good actor, he actually doesn't have a whole lot of presence. No, you know that's the thing. Like he doesn't have presence. Like you, you know, and, and 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 let's be clear. Have you ever met Ty Mock? Yes. Cool dude. Very nice guy. You know, met him at I met him at a, at a convention with like yeah, he's, Jim. Yeah, he's always at the convention. Right. You know, good dude. So this is no disrespect to Ock the man. No. But you know, Ty Mock the nineteen year old. Like it really was a lot to put on his shoulders. Yes. So you have that going on. You have this whole commentary throughout the film, like I just said, about the 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 video culture. You know the video culture, and you know and they have Angela, and she's dressed up in this ridiculous clothes, and you and you know and 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 she does the song "A Dirty Book." You yeah. know, I found a dirty book, which is nothing but a jab at Cyndi Lauper and Madonna. Right. So you have all of this going on right there. So that's the one part of it, like this sort of. We're trying to figure out what is our place in this new world, mm-hmm. our being Motown. So you got that. And then, I'm sorry, I think the racial stuff is absolutely fascinating in this thing. Like the, um, the way that, that they deal with Asian identity and how it's so much where they subvert it from character to character, where you have, you, you have Leroy's uh, sensei. Yeah. Who kind of plays into this thing where he's very mysterious and he's doing all this and he gives him the belt buckle to go find and you know <laughs> Bruce Lee's belt buckle. Right. And then, you know, Leroy says to him, you know, when he finally catches up to him, you know, he says, I'm I'm I have to catch a plane. And Leroy's Oh, you're going on some great quest for knowledge and he's like, No, nah, I'm going to visit my sister in Miami. And you know, and you have um the character Johnny, who's right. Asian and, and he says, you know, oh, you know, people think that I know uh, martial arts because I'm Asian but really I'm just yelling and making noise and then and I don't care what you say this scene you could write a paper on this scene the scene so so there's a scene where again Leroy is searching for this master this this master that doesn't exist that uh, his sensei sends him to find and he goes to this fortune cookie factory some young guy some dumb guy some dumb guy and he doesn't get the, the pun because he's so Wrapped up in what he thinks, the, the 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 culture of kung fu and all this, and and he's and he's doing this 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 mimicry of basically what he's seen in the movie. So he wears you know like this twelfth century Chinese uh, peasant clothing yeah, and hats, straw hat in a straw hat, and and he speaks like this throughout the film. Like like you can tell all he knows is what he's seen from the movies. Right. So then he goes to this factory, and there are three. Asian. young Asian dudes who own the factory. And the, and the Asian dudes are doing this sort of very early hip hop pantomime Where they like, hey, soul brother. And this, uh, so you have the black guy dressed like the Asian stereotype. Mm-hmm. Talking to the Asian dudes. Doing the black stereotype. Doing this black affectation. And then there's a moment where I actually stopped and said, whoa. Where the Asian guys are making fun of Leroy because he's acting and they call him a coolie, which is, is uh old Asian, um, slur. slur. It's an old Asian slur. So they call him a coolie. And then the one, the one young Asian guy says, let me say it in a way that you understand. And he takes the straw hat off of Leroy's head, puts it on his own and says, Oh, me. So sorry, you're not here. And he affects an accent. So now you have the Asian guy, having the affectation of what he thinks a black guy is who then pretends to be the asian stereotype Mm. to the black guy who's pretending to be the asian stereotype then you get the reverse later on in the film where leroy pretends to be a soul brother and comes in so and all of this is purposeful Mm -hmm. like this is all purposeful like when you when, when, when you When you listen to Michael Schultz talk about this, when you listen to um uh, Leon Vanester talk about writing the script, all of this is perfect. Now then, the execution is not as 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 good as it should be. <laughs> no, 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 I, I think uh, but, but I do think I, I think part of, of at least part of the reason that that I enjoy this show is that there are some of these films that I think are dismissed outright like this and and certainly you look at the reviews of this film from the from the time oh, yeah. and 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 you know and, and it's just sort of dismissed outright but i just think it's more going on in here than just some people kind of got together and and put on a, you know made a movie now is is it the, is it the best movie ever of course not is i mean i mean you know like you said time Ock has never acted before before this thing um vanity is this Vanity's... This isn't Vanity's first film, but I think this is Vanity's first... first
1: significant role. First
0: significant role. You know, Vanity is not a, a great actress at all. Um, Julius... Uh, Julius J. Carey, the yeah, third. Yeah, Julius uh, J. Carey, as Shonoff, is having a ball. Like, he's he he does not see any scenery that he doesn't want to chew up. But even the character Shonoff. I love Shonoff because in the midst of all of these people kind of kind of you know constructing race you you know this is what i think this means to be this and you know even um even the father leroy green who he says he has a, a pizzeria mm-hmm. in harlem he says people say a black man would never have a pizzeria so now you have a black man who who the father who's who's doing something that you know society tells him that you've stepped outside of your racial role so you have all of these people Sort of doing all of this stuff. And then you have Shonuf. Who's kind of made up. His own thing. Like he's. like like He's, he's early Wu-Tang. He, he's proto Wu-Tang. He's proto Wu-Tang. He's proto Wu-Tang. And not only that. What I always wrote down. I've been saying this. Well, I was actually saying it. Because I've been thinking about. The Last Dragon. Since the anniversary. Last year. <clears throat> he's hip-hop. Shonuf is hip-hop. I have all these pieces. I don't really like, like, you know, Leroy has this instruction. Like Leroy has an actual sensei who's, Mm -hmm. you know, Leroy has this family unit. Leroy has a space at the house where he has the garden up top. Like Leroy actually has support for all of, all of his aspirations. Show enough. You get the feeling show enough, kind of put these pieces together. Like like I got this, I got that. I came up with this. Like you said, he's 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 basically the Wu Tang Clan, and then he comes up with something that is greater than the sum of the parts. And 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 yeah, I think you know you can resist it, but I think Shownuff resonates because Shownuff transcends this movie. Like Shownuff is the piece that could leave this movie. And if they had a um, they had a a, a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. From like the nineteen eighties, show enough would be on it. Show enough would be on it. So that's my initial. Like my my yes, it is not a good film, but I think it is a film that is worthy of watching. No, no, I'm gonna do you better and rewatch.
1: No, 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 no. See, see, you lost me there. Now you you because of uh, of who you are, you have done a a fascinating and an excellent job at dissecting the subtext of some of the some of the places that this script is going to All right, and I will give you that I will give you that there are some interesting you know some interesting thought
0: can, can I just just, interject real quick, just just point a clarification and this is not me making up stuff like again if, when you listen to Michael Schultz and you listen to like, like this is what they went for but yes, go, ahead. I go ahead All I right, go I ahead and 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 I can appreciate that, and much in the same way
1: when we were re- reviewing Chirac, we appreciated what he was going for, but there there are some things that are that are worthy attempts and can fail, but you can see what they were going for on the screen right mm-hmm. and you and you can fe- and you can feel them reaching for that. And maybe they they just don't get there, okay this I guess tangentially you can see what they're going for because you can see that it's a you know a brother that's got a a pizza shop and you know the the black Sinai talking agent boys and and everything like that, and Shogun pulling everything and remixing everything that he's gotten to create his his own character the proto Wu-Tang I, I guess you can kind of see those things but I think that on a whole in this film when you are watching this you are just watching a mess <laughs> is that the technical term that is the, <laughs> that is the technical term for it and in watching that mess all of that other stuff doesn't filter through because you are just watching this big mess on screen because Time Mc does not have any presence but but is the lead of the film and thus in 85 to 90 percent of the film you're sitting there watching like waiting for
0: him to do something he's very passive he's extreme he's, he's, he's passive. very passive i did note that like like he doesn't he, he 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 has no agency at all no like like none like you know part of my show enough celebration like like you know he, uh, here's here here's a plot twist for the 30 year old movie y'all uh uh leroy's actually the master like he sends him to search and then where he really need to look was with was within himself and he's the master. Yes. So he spends a whole movie kind of going in circles. Show Nuff, the very first scene that Show Nuff comes on he says, "I am the master." That's right. Like he claims it. "I am the master." Who is the master?
1: Show, Show Nuff. Nuff. So go go you so you're you're left you know this film is left like you said on his shoulders. Probably unfairly. Also unfairly is that this film a long... Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and top fives like Marvel movies and video games. Listen to Culture Kings and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and find out the best way to eat a taco. Oh! What's the best way to eat a taco?
0: That's with your hands. With your hands. Also with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down. It's like a layer. It's the layer. Right. So that the lettuce doesn't fall off. Can't have falling lettuce. With
1: because it's a Barry Gordy Motown production, they have to sneak in literally the entire "Rhythm of the Night" video of DeBarge. Yeah, into this yeah, movie. How about that? <laughs> um, you know, you might as well just got it like a, a yeah. like a co-star credit. You know, yeah. the whole joint is in there, but also unfairly to uh, Leroy or Ty Mac is that this film intercuts scenes of Bruce Lee. <laughs> who right. in not saying anything in the film yeah you are just you are magnetized yeah. by the presence of bruce lee yeah bruce lee lifts his eyebrow you're like yeah yeah and then Timac copying
0: that yeah. move is like yeah you almost yeah you almost wish that they hadn't yeah. actually put footage you do not do lee you do it. the man a disservice yeah you
1: know when he does it, and he's trying to affect his is sounds of Bruce Lee, and yeah. never mind that you know he tries to do his moves and his whole training regimen, and it still just comes off as just not even not even three
0: dollar Bruce Lee. This right. comes
1: off like he looks like Hong Kong fooey.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what he looks like. That that is actually, and when I say. I, is worth rewatching because you know full disclosure. I've I've probably seen The Last Dragon a dozen times. Like conservatively, I've seen it a dozen times. Um, I just noticed this past Tom that at in at the end or at at the climax where where Leroy has the glow mm-hmm. and his arms do the slow motion. Yeah, I, I just realized for the first time in oh, thirty years geez. that he's imitating Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. So that again, because um, here, here's here's another spoiler for me: all roads lead to Shonuff. Again, even when he says I am the master and he claims it, he's still just a pale imitation of Bruce Lee of somebody else, as opposed to Shonuff, the Shogun of Harlem, who attained the glow on his own. I don't care how how
1: uh, dramatically you <laughs> read the name of Shogun, the Shogun
0: of Harlem. Shonoff, S-H-O apostrophe, N-U, two Fs, the Shogun of Harlem. Get it right. Yeah, well, you
1: will shownuff be, <laughs> be F'd up if you watch this film even cl- two times, never mind a dozen conservative times that this, this Guy has watched it <laughs> conservatively. This movie, man. So it, it hinges on him. Then you go to to Vanity. Like I said, she's not an actress, and 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 admittedly, they don't give her a whole lot to do in the film, right? But right. pretty much just run from stem to stern and get and get roped up. There's something to be said, you know, about some of the bondage images in it because they they Tying her up, and they tie, they a tie lot her, of people get
0: tied up though. People, like a lot, it's of, a lot of people, t- a lot of people get tied up and gagged in this movie, dude. I'm telling you, you think I'm adding more to it? The subtext of this thing is weird. Yeah, you need. Well, you need to ask Michael Schultz about that. It's a weird movie. Oh, how about that? Will you grant me that? It's a weird movie it's in a, a lot weird, of ways. It's a weird
1: movie, but I went into this hoping. This is what I hoped for. I knew this wasn't going to be a good movie. Okay, right. But I was hoping that it was that it was not good, but weird and cultish, and at least professional enough to aspire to the level of a movie that are right in the same wheelhouse, such as Big Trouble in Little China.
0: I don't think that's fair at all. I don't think the, that's the fair. Adventures
1: of Buckaroo Banzai.
0: I I I definitely don't think it's fair to compare it to Buckaroo Banzai. No, it's 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 not. It's not now.
1: Looking back. But when these films were made, it's, I don't think it's unfair to think that this film could not have been at least professional
0: enough. Y'all can't see me shaking my head.
1: To be on those same levels. Because Buckaroo, Buckaroo Banzai, watching Buckaroo Banzai now,
0: it's a slow, boring dirge. But it's a cult film. Buckaroo it, Banzai was so smart. But you said this movie is smart. No, no, no. no. I didn't say it was smart. You said I, the script was? I didn't say the script was smart. I said there were interesting things going on, and I said it was purposeful. Okay. I didn't say it was smart. Now, to compare it to something like a Buckaroo Banzai, where you have, um, what's my man's name? Who's the lead? Um, Buck- Peter Butler. Weller. You have Peter Weller, a capital-A actor. You have Kurt Russell- in um, Big Trouble in Little China. You're going to compare them to 19-year-old Time Already, that's no, unfair. I'm not comparing them. I'm comparing the film. Yeah, but if the film rests on the shoulder of this person, again, Barry Gordy, and this is pure Barry Gordy. Like, whether you're talking about the music, whether you're talking about the movies, this is what Barry Gordy does. And, and you see it, you, I'm glad you brought up the DeBarge thing. Barry Gordy points to a cat and says, you the one. And whether that one is Stevie Wonder, whether it's Michael Jackson, whether it's Billy D. Williams, whether it's Elder Barge, whether it's Ty Mock, Barry Gordy says you the one. And then he builds the whole thing around them. And the problem is when you the one, not the one, the whole thing collapses. And I think the thing. About the DeBarge thing, you know, because this is another reason, like, I love this movie in, like, so many different ways, but the other way that I love it is, you know, one of my little, I'm a DeBarge dude. DeBarge is the last stand of Motown. DeBarge is the last stand, and when you read the DeBarge stuff, they tell you that Rhythm of the Night was the moment where they were going to take L out. And put L. L's the lead singer of The Barge. It, well, L's the dude that you see in 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 the, in the video, video yeah. in the video, because they say that the rest of them aren't even on the recording. Like like when we were watching today, my wife said, "Wow, I didn't even know Bunny was that's his that's the woman standing next to him in the video is his sister Bunny." Um, like, wow, I didn't even know Bunny was there, and you see them in the video, but this is the last gasp of Motown, mm-hmm. and it's like I, I mean Motown as we as know we it. Know, I mean, right. obviously, but you know, it's like. I, I i'm I'm gonna put, put all my marbles on Timok. i'm gonna put all my marbles on l we're gonna put it on l de barge and this is this and, and and look look man i'm I'm not gonna argue with you that this is a good movie like it'll be a short episode if you say <laughs> this was not a good movie and I say yeah it wasn't a good movie good but, night <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. But I am always interested in these 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 examples of of what of whatever we're talking about, movies, televisions, whatever, as an artifact of its time. And I think this is very much an artifact of it. And to go back to your point about saying you expected it to be as good as a uh, Big Trouble in Little China or a Buckaroo Banzai, I think you're comparing. It, it's like you're comparing apples to pineapples like it's two different like it was two different things with two different goals there were they were two different things with two different goals
1: you don't think this had the same goal i don't think it had the
0: same goal at all i think this was the beginning of stage you know whatever stages you want to say motown had i think this was the beginning of stage two or stage three and at the the plan was for this to be the first part and I didn't found my new Billy D Williams, and I didn't maybe found my new Diana Ross because that's something else we need to talk about—the chemistry between the two of them. That's why I said maybe he found a new Diana Ross, but I definitely found my new Billy D Williams, and we gonna make the Last Dragon. And you know they had a script for the Last Dragon too. <laughs> they did, <laughs> dude. You laughing and you real disrespectful, but people love <laughs> the Last Dragon.
1: People love the last year's the thing. See,
0: people, your problem is you just saw it as a grown ass man. That's right. That's because the, the problem. That,
1: the people that love the last year right, saw it as, saw it as, as kids. kids. Absolutely. But that's ask, true. Them, ask them, do they want to watch it again? Or ask them if they do watch it
0: again, can they sit through it? I think they can. I think lots of people can. I think lots of. Dude, it was on a Blu ray last year. Of course, everything gets put on Blu-ray. Everything does not get put on Blu-ray. Okay, all right, easy. Okay, but but there's okay,
1: all right. So it made it to Blu-ray, all right, and may and maybe because of Shownuff, probably only this has some type of cult following. Okay, okay. So that's why it gets on, put on blu ray and it, and it gets new art and it gets put out there okay, okay. all right, And people have a a uh, a fond remembrance of it, and they like shouting "Show enough" at, at the movie screen, okay, and they say, "Oh, that's William H. Macy, you know oh, that's cute, pretty you know sure oh look, look at look Al- at Alfonso William Romero Macy. in the in a pizza shop
0: and, and little Rudy.
1: And and Rudy, the little,
0: little little cute Rudy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And little Ernie Reyes Jr. doing the kung fu. There you go,
1: and that's about it. And then <laughs> and then you know what they say when they really sit back and they look and they look. The boy that plays his friend Johnny, he's better than Timac. Yes, at the end he's got the nunchuk. Timac fights with a with half a nunchuck. Did you notice in this movie that he fights with
0: half half
1: a nunchuck, Vince.
0: I believe the While kung Johnny, name of it is a stick. <laughs> no, because it has a chain on it. So <laughs> I believe it's referred to as a stick with a chain.
1: It's called a leash. <laughs> <laughs> While Johnny breaks out the the nunchucks, yes, and yes, is he just you know mimicking Bruce Lee? Yes, yes he is. But how many of us tried to mimic Bruce Lee and and give right. us ourselves Absolutely. concussions? He kills it
0: he also has more personality he has
1: presence yeah, he actually yeah even with the corny lines that he's given yeah. he has presence yeah. which is why him and young boy take over the end of the movie
0: yeah yeah you mean richie yeah you mean leroy's little brother richie right
1: I- no 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 not 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 little richie the the other kung fu boy oh ernie ernie ernie, ernie rays right right, right like ernie right. rays jr yeah they, they, they take over
0: with his legendary father they take over the end of the movie yeah yeah. Everybody, look, man. Every, it, this movie, it, it the, the, the Vince. Okay. I'm late, man, look. Go the Vince. You owe me an hour and forty-eight minutes. I disagree. I think it was good for you. I think it was good for you to see this It was good for you. No, it wasn't.
1: I. I. There is. There. It was good for you. There is no redeeming value. I. have told you. What?
0: Much redeeming value. Much. No. Much redeeming value. Vince vents come on you know the other can thing can you honestly say you like this movie as much as you did when you first saw it i i'm going to do you one better i actually like it more like i think it's more interesting once you actually paid and 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 here's why and I, this was actually where i thought you were going when you said you were in center city in 1988 i'm a fan of cities I'm a fan of of actual cities before the the children came back and they've regentrified everything and all the grit is gone. And I love any movie that sort of has a snapshot, especially of a city like New York. Oh, are you kidding me? Let me finish. Go ahead. The very, the opening scene where, where they're in the, the grindhouse watching the, um, the Bruce Lee movie, uh, Le- Leon Venestro says that that's actually where he got the idea. He said that he went to a theater in, I believe, Manhattan, and it was a 10th anniversary showing mm-hmm. of Enter the Dragon. And he said he looked around the theater and it sounds like he's almost describing a Rocky Horror picture show type event he said is people of all different races and genders and this and then people have on costumes and they're all sitting and they love bruce lee movies and you know and and you mentioned the wu-tang clan which is probably the most popular the, the most popular group that have talked about this but but how the kung fu movie culture resonated in inner cities with all of these people and you see the first scene and it's, it's you, you have black people, you have Puerto Ricans, you have white people, you you have Asians, you you have all these you, you have a, um you have a gay couple, mm-hmm. which I thought was amazing, because remember the, the dude is the transvestite is telling his boyfriend and, and tells him, you know don't don't bust his face up and it's just I, I just I like the look of it. I like the look of it. I like the streets when they show them walking down the streets and it's all dirty and gritty and I like that part of it.
1: But Vince I hear you on that and it's there because that's where they filmed the movie. They oh yeah, the movie absolutely. In New York. Yeah, yeah. But 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 even to that, hear you tell it, it's like this. Parts of this movie are like a love letter to New York. I and didn't say
0: that at all. I didn't say that. You put words in my mouth. Okay, I didn't say that.
1: But that's how you sound. You sound like you're like it, it's it's showing the streets and it shows the people. It shows it because they're watching it. They're not. I don't think they're, um, you know, filmed in any such a uh, such a you, way that it like that resonates like,
0: with people. You act like, within years after this movie was made. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of movies in any genre at all weren't filmed in Vancouver or Soundstage. So yeah, I think I yeah maybe that's yeah I'll take that.
1: There were some, but there were there was plenty of productions going off in cities. New York, I mean, New, there's always movies going
0: off. There in New are there are not low budgety movies. Are you kidding me? I'm absolutely not kidding. In me. New York, in New York after 19. 87 88 or so yes it's all vancouver it's all soundstage it's all you know somewhere in the valley and yeah actually shot in new york city on the gritty streets of new york where did spike yeah. lee shoot his movies i said low budget where where oh, was spike lee shoots in new she's york she's gotta have it is low budget it's literally low budget, but it's Spike Lee. I mean, Spike Lee. No, he wasn't Spike Lee when he yes. made She's Gotta Have It. I think you proved my point, though, because Spike Lee is an auteur. Like, Spike Lee was always going to be Spike Lee. Well, you can't, necessarily, you can't say that when he did She's Gotta Have It. I think even when he did She's Gotta Have It, he had a purpose and a vision. And Spike Lee, all we talked about it with the Chirac. Spike Lee was always going to be a New York dude. Now, I don't know uh, who I, I, I'm trying to think of one of them workman type directors that was just churning out movies, you know, like a Golden Globus production from like <laughs> 1987, <laughs> you, you know, again, they all just sort of look kind of cookie cutter. In, in this. But, and and again, that's just one of the reasons that I like. Let's talk about Vanity and TAMOC, because, you know, it, it, it struck me this time that I watched it. I found their relationship creepy she definitely is older she is older than him and my wife actually said it did they see so so time I mean um, Leroy doesn't have any experience yes. with women and that becomes a plot point where, mm-hmm. where his brother Richie kind of clowns him really hard about you know his his virginity and him not being doing well with women and all he does is concentrate on the kung fu so there's there's a montage that that vanity's character laura charles sets up where she shows him a montage of bruce lee doing stuff and of course leroy being leroy he begins to imitate what he sees on the screen with bruce lee doing stuff until it culminates with bruce lee kissing a woman and then they kiss i mean he kisses her before they show the scene but it is my wife said this is very predatory (laughs) (laughs) like i feel like she's grooming him yeah, yeah. I, she's only five, she being vanity is only five years older than he being Timok the actor. But in the film, it does seem like she's yeah. At least there's a good ten years. Yeah, between yeah. Them. I was thinking ten years, and it is. It feels icky because she says stuff. You know, you look like a master to me, and she's saying this stuff. And on the one hand, and and now I think this. Now what I'm about to say, I think this is a stretch. I do think it's kind of interesting how the film objectifies Mm Timok more than anyone else in the movie. Right. Like, when it comes on, you know, it's very much him, you know, it's all of these close-ups of the cuts of his body, and and he's doing all these martial arts exercises over the credits. It actually reminds me of how Rosie Perez is objectified in the opening of Do the Right Thing.
1: Oh, see, see, I didn't think of that. I took those scenes, I took that it reminds me of the famous scenes from Return of the Dragon because Bruce Lee does literally
0: those same things. In oh, Undercomer, okay. In, in, in extreme close-ups. I, I didn't I didn't make, it seems like that's the obvious connection to make, but then the rest of the film is the same thing. Like, you see more of him oiled up in these close cuts of, you know, the, these close shots of his physicality than you do Vanity. Like, Vanity is not really that sexualized in the movie not really you know which is kind of again it's kind of interesting in retrospect when we talk about you know especially
1: considering her her uh, you know her personage right her being then it is it is
0: actually because you know we can't you know i can't go 20 minutes it's it's how tyler perry shoots women tyler perry always has this weird kind of asexual yes shots of women Right. Which you know, make of that what you will. But that's what they do with vanity in here. As opposed to, again, they shoot him in all these, and and again, I think this goes back to Barry Gordy trying to sell his man. He was putting this this my dude this my dude right here. Right, and you you know there was like a um one of them VH1 things like Behind the Music or Where Are They Now, where they interviewed Ty Mock. and Ty Mock said that that's basically what they told him like they, you know you, you you the man, you the future like this this the first john and then we gonna build up from here so again like i said you, you know time is my new billy d and then he was he was on that episode of different world remember do you remember that you remember he was on that episode of different world wasn't like a bad guy he was a, a rapist what? yeah that dude he was raping people he was like oh she was a wild cat because somebody scratched him and then he was gonna rape freddie that's what I always think when I see him. He says, ooh, she was a wild cat. It's like, dude, you know who else he was? He was the dude, and he got curved. He he got the worst curve in the history of black people in the late 80s, early 90s. Ty Mock was the love interest in a Let's Wait a While video. Oh, wow. Was he? And he goes up, and he tries to kiss Janet Jackson, and Janet Jackson does the no. Oh, wow. And then she says, I promise I'll be worth the wait. And it's like, damn. And he's still waiting. Well, then her next video was, you know, she was talking about doing it, but he ain't in that he video. Went in he was in that video. You don't get the big I was to say, he's still waiting. I think I may have just done the entire time of filmography. I
1: think you have. I think you pretty much have, have uh, that's it. But let's talk about the filmography of director Michael Schultz,
0: who yes, you are a, yes. a huge I, I'm, fan I'm, of. I'm I'm a I'm a fan. I think Michael Schultz is one of the really under celebrated directors from the seventies. Like when you look at his filmography, he you know, he directed Cooley High, he uh directed Car Wash, he directed What's Way Is Up. Which Way Is Up. He directed Grease Lightning. He directed um, *Bustin' Loose. You know, just a couple of things I'm just sort of pulling. And I have to say, the fact that he directed so many Richard Pryor movies in and of itself, I'd love to sit down and kind of talk to him. Like And, you know, he's one of the he, you know, he's one of these dudes. I've only really heard a, one extensive interview with him talking. Like, talking about car wash, of all things. But he's one of these guys that he has a real vision for how black people should be depicted on screen mm-hmm. and and the importance of positive images and all of this stuff that, you know, may or may not come across as well as you think it should. Like I said, I heard him like he was talking about car wash to hear Michael Schultz talk about car wash. Car wash was sweet, sweet back's badass song. <laughs> like, like he like he really envisioned all of these things that were happening with car wash. You know, I I I respect it. Like I love, you know, I love a dude with a filmography, or or, or rather a body of work. I love a dude who who has a vision. <laughs> yeah, but does it, people with body of works, and
1: you know, is what
0: does a body add up to? I mean, you know, well, to circle back to my Motown picture argument, I will always give Motown pictures props because they pushed to depict black people in different settings that we weren't often seen in so you know whether you I, t- I i give you that you, yes. you know and and i think that is admirable and and certainly in the midst of um and, and we talked about this a little bit with uptown saturday night mm-hmm. i think you know you're if you're in the midst of the 70s and, and the smart money is on on you know kind of super black people shooting up things and, and you know everything that they talked about when they talk about the black exploitation period quote unquote mm-hmm. and i think there's something to be said for a group of artists to say we want to do something different so whether we're doing a biographical sketch of billy holiday whether we're going to talk about a, a baseball team during the negro leagues whether we're going to do a broadway play whether we're gonna do a kung fu movie set in 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 Harlem, I I think regardless of the execution, which you know, again, if if we like, a lot of this is me just arguing with you, like like <laughs> like this could have been a really short episode, yeah, you know. But regardless of of the execution, I think that's worth giving dap to. It's worth giving dap to, but and, I mean, but and, and, but here here is the thing,
1: okay? When it is. When it is um, an entity that's going out on their own, doing it, and yes, you 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 give them props, and then if they stick to landing, they stick to landing. If they don't, they don't. But you but you but it's weighted more in their favor because they took the chance. Right, Motown, even at that point, and especially in the early seventies, but even by the, by the eighties, still had enough cachet still had enough presence within the entertainment business and certainly had enough capital that they should have been able to pull together better productions than what they did. Lady Sings the Blues is arguably a very good film. I honestly have to watch it again. It's probably been about 10 maybe more years since I've seen it but I remember enjoying the film enjoying the grittiness of it and probably the best thing that Diana Ross ever did on the on film, mahogany is all over the
0: place. Um, I'm a big fan of mahogany,
1: and I, re- I remember being a fan of it. I remember the last time I seen it saying, like, this is all over the place, but admittedly, I gotta see that over. Yeah, weekend. I'm a
0: big fan of mahogany.
1: Bingo tries to be something, I don't think it reaches. Car Wash is a mess. Car Wash was in a Motown movie, okay. I understand, yeah, car- okay, okay, but uh, but I'm just saying, they they had it, The Wiz. The Wiz, like I say, the Wiz
0: is a tragedy because we, we got to do a whole Wiz. Of, like, like I got like just, we may have to bring
1: people in n- here. No, no, no. I was about
0: to say, like, you know, for those of y'all, th- there are films that we're keeping on the shelf. Yeah, to yeah. to pull out it like they're 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 the Michelle Mission Prestige Projects. Exactly. I think the Wiz has to go there. Oh yeah, because yeah. the Wiz is. I, I think I I I got a lot of opinions on the Wiz. So do I. And so, so I don't even like to pull the whiz right, so we, in so we, as a reference point. So we won't. We okay, won't. all right. But, it,
1: okay. I, but I just say, I say, bring this all up to say is that even in 1985, like you say, Eddie Murphy has hit. Right. You know, the time is ripe for, you know, you've got this big black action hero. Y'all can do a big black action hero. You know what I'm saying? And they still drop the ball. Why? Because Barry Gordy can't get out of his own damn way. Has been, has been proven before, mm-hmm. and also goes for the cheap. He sticks this movie with elder Barge video. He sticks this movie with a whole bunch of music in there, has nothing to do with the scenes that, that they're in. There's the Temptations sure. are in there. Uh, Stevie Wonder's singing about an upset, upset stomach. stomach.
0: Upset? No, I, I just said, yeah, that's a Stevie Wonder song. You don't hear that often. No, he yeah. doesn't even hear it yeah. often.
1: Stevie just says how much okay, and he's probably sick that day. I got a
0: song for you. Right, right. You know what I mean? I mean, they tried to do cross promotion. Like you see what? Like, go ahead, go ahead.
1: It's just, it's just a mess of a movie. And but, but talking about Michael Schultz, who, who, to his credit, in 1991, as I'm reading here, was inducted into the Black Film Filmmakers Hall of Fame. And his idea of presenting, you know, um, different images of black people in film. Let's talk about his uh, some of his films. Coolie High, a very, very accomplished, great film. Legitimately a
0: classic. Yes, legitimately a classic. Mm-hmm. Car Wash is a mess. Car Wash is, Car Wash, car, uh, you know, again, and you can tell I have, uh, Car Wash is, Fascinates me because it's a film with no actual plot. None. It's a day at the car wash. It, and, and there's nothing like they kind of throw this stuff in there with, um, with, um, I'm, I'm not Yafe koto a Bill Dukes character. And uh, it's almost an afterthought. But mm-hmm. even that, I, even that, Michael Schultz says that they didn't even want that aspect in the movie, like the thing with Bill Dukes character. Mm-hmm. Like, but yeah, Car Wash is. Car wash is an interesting structural episode um um exercise because there's no plot so yeah right Grease Lightning is unwatchable. You're bugging, you're completely bugging right now. Gre- Grease lightning is unwatchable. Grease lightning is a good movie.
1: Wait, you don't like Grease Lightning? Richard Pryor and Pam Greer? I like which way is up, and that's not even a great movie, but which- it's Richard Pryor. Un- unhinged. Which, which way is up? It's a weird movie. It is weird. It's a weird movie. It is a weird movie. But I watched that movie six times at the Walton Theater, back to back to back. I love yeah. that movie. It's but
0: it's a weird movie. It's, a, it's weird a weird movie. movie. How do you not like? How do you not like? Where is your joy? You know what? Where is your joy? <laughs> Where is your joy, Lynn? Where's my joy? Where's your joy? It's not
1: in the films of Michael Schultz. I'm sorry, <sighs> because even when he gets to for getting Bustin- and, and,
0: and, and you're going to talk about Crush Groove. I'm about to say.
1: You don't like Crush Groove? Let's skip Busting Loose because that's Richard Pryor to Unhinged. Let's forget Carbon Copy because the, the only thing good about Carbon Copy, if I remember, is the early Denzel Washington. I think it might
0: be his first film. His first movie. film.
1: Yeah. Um, and George Siegel, who I do love, mm-hmm. but it's not that great a film. And and I don't even think it's any more on uh, Denzel's resume. Let's get to Crush Groove, which is a fail. Body moving. It's a fail in what it's trying to you could have your Crush Groove. Give me give me Wild Styling. You have Sheila E. But see,
0: Crush Groove proves my point. What point? Crush Groove is now is Crush Groove a black film? Absolutely. Okay. But Just Crush me. Groove is after the moment. Like Crush Groove is now after the moment where you have people trying to, to ca- capture hip hop, to catch up, so they're trying to catch up. So you have, um, and, and this is something we say in my house all the time: where Sheila E. says to run at one point, "Stop fronting me, run." It's like, it, it. I don't, I don't think that's how you say it, Sheila. <laughs> but, you, but I'm not fronting you, run. But it's just a weird move. And Jay Master J is going to shoot LL Cool J at the very beginning. Yeah, I know. Um, You know. It's in this what is Blair Underwood? Crush Groove is now a curio. Like Crush Groove, you kind of put that with breaking, and uh, you, you know, like the Disorderlies, which he also I was about to say he follows up the Last Dragon right. with Disorderlies. Yeah, but but you know, I I just with, I, starring the Fat Boys for those. I think ins. he's actually trying to do something with the Last Dragon. Like there's actually something there. <laughs> it's,
1: there is nothing here. I, I completely you disagree.
0: want there yeah, to be something. I stand by the text. There is nothing. I stand nothing, by the there text. There
1: is nothing. You can stand by the text all you want. The bus ain't coming. There is nothing there. <laughs> There's nothing there. This is a abysmal film, and this may be one of the worst films I have ever seen.
0: Have you seen? Well. I'm... <laughs> See, now I'm challenged. Now, now, in my mind, that's a challenge. Because I know you've seen worse films than
1: this. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. There was a film I watched, it's got to be close to 20 years ago now. It's called The Pit. It's a stupid horror movie about some some sinkhole behind, in the woods, behind some people's houses where they were losing their kids and they were falling down there and they were. <laughs> winding up in hell or some shit like that or whatever so I remember a scene Lucy remember the scene in this movie where one of the kids going looking for their brother or sister goes into their room goes into his room and he's looking all around the room and he doesn't see he doesn't see his, you know the kid and he leaves the room and the camera stays in the room and instantly there's this teddy bear sitting in the windowsill and the teddy bear turns his head <laughs> and looks at the camera And then it goes off, you know, the scene changes. They never explain (laughs) what happened to why this teddy bear moved his head. It's never explained in the movie. They never come back to it. That's a better movie than The Last Dragon. But next week on the Michelle Mission, we're going to do Carmen Jones. We're going to do Carmen Jones. We're going to do Carmen Jones. We're going to take it it back. We're going to take it way back. Which I guarantee is a better film than The Last Dragon. All right, we got to get out of here. Yeah, we do. This is running mad long. This was was way too. This is more than this film (laughs) deserved. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, We invite you, like I say, to come join us on the Michelle mission. You can hit us up, give us your feedback. Hey, let us know what to tell me off i know you're all just dying to tell me off about the last dragon yes. let me hear it at michelle mission at gmail.com hit us up on twitter at mission michelle or michelle mission either way it'll come up or on facebook uh you can also find us on the black Tribbles uh podcast network as well let us know what you thought of the last dragon for vince this
0: is len and this is vince and in parting we say we'll see you next time no wabba da ding dong that's not it. double double There you go.